You know what, Sam? What? You can't go 82-0 without first going 1-0. Very true. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes. Hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we are back with another episode of the Kaniac Report. And Sam, wow, opening night. That was such a great game. Stressful. It was. It was stressful, but it was great all around. It was great. Um, truly a great experience from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, although Hurricanes, I think if they played that type of game, uh, I don't think they would be successful in the playoffs, personally. No, probably not. <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah, well, they looked rusty, and I mean, not It's shocked, to be expected. Nothing wrong with that. It was home opener, and your skill took over, and that's okay, too. And I kind of like it when their skill takes over at times. But, I mean... We won, and that's what matters to begin the season at home. You want to win. Yes, definitely. So before we even get to the game, uh, first things first, we do want to uh, thank uh, Kaniac Sessions for hosting a tailgate that we went to. Obviously, Sam and I, we came in separate vehicles to the game, uh, but uh, right before the game started, uh, they had a tailgate. Uh, Sam, the food was delicious. I was really hungry when I got yeah. there, so I'm sure they were happy that I was really hungry. But uh, delicious food, just great um, overall people. They're great. Yeah, it was fun getting to meet some other folks, too, meet uh, meet them in person. And we had a good time. It was fun. But we uh, we like our friends over at Kaniac Sessions. They're, uh, they're a bunch of good people, and it's a good podcast. And so... You've heard them when they're with us, so you should go check them out. Yes, definitely. Um, so, yeah, that was, um, and obviously right before the game, too. They do this for every home opener, of course, um, but they were introducing the team, not just the players, but uh, the uh, coaching staff and the medical team, obviously. And, Sam, I, I just want to just um, get praise of how well they did it. I thought the giveaway was told with, the giveaway was very cool and the fact that they had LED lights yes. in the rally towels. I thought that was a nice touch. We got to sit in our first season ticket seats, which are new, because this is the first time we're sitting in them, which was really nice. Uh, but I also uh, just want to say, in the team introduction, Sam, I think the loudest applause was Rod Brendamore. Um, and it makes sense. Um, I think if the Hurricanes win the Stanley Cup, I think most of that credit needs to go to Rob Brendamore. Yes, it probably should go to Tom Dundon a little bit, who was the siren sounder. Let's not forget for the, the game. players. <laughs> but it should go mostly to Rob Brendamore and I think the players, obviously, too. Yeah. I mean, Rod's always, he's a fan favorite. Everybody loves him. He's one of the greatest of coaches. Um, and he's probably the greatest coach in this era of coaching. And. He was fantastic, and he deserved the applause that he gets this season and the applause that he got last season and the applause that he gets all of the time. Yes, definitely. I I actually got a little bit emotional when the fans were uh, chanting that loud uh, for Brendan Moore, so that was great. And that was also, Sam, that was also when we found out that the team was going 11-7 and instead of 12-6. and I called it. You said it was going to go the other way. I was right. Um, ha, uh, just fits their MO. 
So that's just why I saw that from the beginning. They like, but Chatfield played like nothing. So, although Brennamore, I I think someone said uh, on Twitter on one of the Hurricanes posts that going eleven and seven is not optimal, and that was why part of the reason why I said I think they're gonna go twelve and six because I just don't think it's optimal long term. Maybe not long term, but I knew they were gonna ha- do that opening night they wanted to put their best foot forward and and their mind their defense is part of their best foot so they wanted all of their best defensemen out there which is fine but chatfield only played he didn't even play five minutes so exactly um so there's that but i liked what we saw from chatfield for a little bit he was there he was kind of not noticeable i really didn't notice when he was on the ice which same here that's a good thing right like it, i don't it want can to, be a good thing like if i'm not noticing you that probably means Nothing bad's happening. So, or it also means nothing good's happening, but I prefer yes. that versus I'm noticing you for something bad. Yes, definitely. Uh, so they went 11 and 7. We'll see how long they do that. And I mean, it makes sense too, because if you look at it from a player standpoint, Chatfield overall is a better player compared to Lemieux. Lemieux's going to give you the physical edge. Yes. Uh, which is great. So, uh, auto. Uh, or future teams that are going to be playing possibly against Lemieux. Be careful. He'll bite your finger off. <laughs> so, yes. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that was the team introductions. And, obviously, the game's going to start then. Uh, but before we do start with the game, we are going to go to our sponsor. The NFL season is going strong. And DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, Sam, to start out the first period, games were very rough. Mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. Um, now it's the first game and obviously looking back knowing that we won i mean you're, you're going to be rusty now yeah. i think if they lost this game um i think that rustiness were like uh oh boy they need to kind of figure it out figure soon. it out soon yeah because you're going on a long road trip so that's again that's why you want to win that first game before you hit a long road trip and yes fortunately like you said they won 
but the first period was not good, and Anderson probably allowed a goal that... Mm. So that was actually tipped. It was tipped, but it didn't change a whole lot of direction from what I saw from the replay. Yeah. So either way, I'm not going to put a lot of blame on him for the goal. I think he should have had that third one more than that one, so I don't agree with Adam Gold there. I think that third goal should have been stopped. I don't think there's an excuse for it there. I don't really care what player it is. You need to cover the post. And you probably needed to play out a little bit. But without Anderson in that first period, I think you're losing this probably two or three nothing. And Freddie fortunately kept them in the game. Yes, he definitely did. And the person that scored Sam was uh, Joseph. And I believe that was the player that uh, him and D'Angelo, I believe it was. Yeah, it was him and D'Angelo toward the end of the, I think it was in the third period. Got into a little scrap, not really like a fight or anything, but Joseph went after D'Angelo, and D'Angelo wasn't having any of it. Yeah, D- yeah, D'Angelo was uh, kind of getting feisty there. I like it, though. Yeah, no, personally. look, I like it when our players get feisty. Um, but that was a bad period. I don't want to think about it anymore. It's going to a good period, which was probably their best period. Um, Carolina had a, The Carolina wasn't good in the third, and they weren't good in the first. So I'm not about to say Carolina was good in the third, because they definitely were not. Um, their skill took over in the third, but it hurt them to a degree. But in the second period, they played Carolina Hurricanes hockey. They did on the forecheck. They got on, you know, they they did what they normally do. And, and they're still a little bit rushed, obviously, because yeah, uh, of the puck was. management issues, some puck management issues. But they scored in the way that was a problem last season, right, which was net front presence. Michael Bunting gets the Carolina on the board on the power play by being in front of the net. He was all on in front of the net, got the rebound. I think it was off the end boards and just. Well, well so Alho, I think, passed it to him. Um, and he just patient. He was very patient with the puck. He wrapped, he kind of wrapped around the goalie a yep. little bit in front and scored. Great goal. The arena went nuts. Yeah, because it, it's awesome to see a guy like that that you brought in to hopefully score you some goals to score a goal. And that's what he did. And. Michael Bunting, very, very good. Love the goal. Power play goal. So good for the Hurricanes to one. Get on the power play in the game one. That that helps your confidence. And it's good for a player like Bunting to get a goal. And Ajo got an assist. So did D'Angelo. So people who were supposed to get points got points on that goal, which is fantastic. And then Carolina takes the lead in the second period. Again, which is why they, they looked so good in the second period. You felt like this was going to happen. So they got this one toward the end of the period. So they scored the power play goal toward the first five. They scored the power play goal in the last five of the period. Or the they scored the second goal, even strength goal, in the last five of the second um, with Tavo Teravainen from a nice pass from Marty Natchez. Oh, it was. And it was right under the pad, too. Like, Corpusello, he was able to get over, but it went right under the pad. Absolutely. That was great. Yeah. One thing I do want to say, though, after that bunting goal, I did think Ottawa had a lot of control. But I think it was the last half of that period where we were just pouncing on them. And eventually it broke to where Teravinen scored. Yeah. And Tavo, look, when, like I tweeted, turbo shoot, turbo score. Okay. When turbo shoots the puck, he's going to score because he's got such a good shot and he knows when to shoot. And he got a good shot off there and it got just under the pad of Corpusalo. And that's a good thing, right? And then you got a point from Natchez and a point from Shea. So it's good for Natchez to get on the board. It's good for Tavo. It's really good for Tavo to get on the board. 
And, you know, your, your points come from your defense. So, so far in two goals, you have two defensemen getting points. That's yes, really important. Definitely. Yeah, that, that that is really important, especially if you're playing seven defensemen. Yeah. And, and Freddie had a great them. period. Oh, he did. My, my gosh. Uh, he, I'm telling you, he just... Remember that Drake... Uh, Pat, I think Drake Patterson mm-hmm. is his name. I remember that huge diving blocker save that he had, if you remember. That was just crazy save. No, D'Angelo... I mean, uh, Anderson had a very good game, and, and look, he shouldn't have to play that hard, so... They need to buy him a steak dinner and then make sure his next game is an easier one because he's probably going to play on Saturday. Yes. And also, I mean, I hate to go back to the first period a little bit, but I I have noticed, too, like out of the bat, like our defense wasn't that good, obviously, Mm -hmm. because they kept allowing these very good prime opportunities for Ottawa because Ottawa, they're a fast team. Yep. They really are. They're Mm going to try and capitalize that. Yep. If our defense are pinching up. And I think D'Angelo did that one time. Um, and, of course, we'll get to the Orlov incident here in the third period. But um, after t- two periods, Sam Canes are leading two to one. Yeah, so you feel comfortable. You're kind of thinking, okay, I want an insurance goal, which you get from Jordan Stahl. First 20 <laughs> seconds. And, wow, um, a guy that we have affect your dad – has affectionately nicknamed Stonehand Stall, had probably some of the slickest hands I've seen in a long time. And he deked out the defense and ripped a backhand right over Corpusalo and makes it three to one from a front assist from Martin Hook. So good from this line. Honestly, this line is probably the best line all night. They deserve to get on the board, right? Faust, like I, I liked what Adam said last night. Faust refused the score, no matter how many opportunities he got. Oh yeah, he had that penalty shot. Yeah, and penalty. he couldn't make it. And there was another two-on-one opportunity. He couldn't make it. It was a great pass from Martinuk yeah. on that two-on-one, but he couldn't make it. No, I mean honestly, again, that line was outstanding. It's great. They deserve to get on the board here. George Stahl, beautiful backhand. Hope I hope we see more of that from him. It'd be great. Right. I won't be calling him Stonehands anymore if he keeps doing yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, if he can keep mo- moving the puck and scoring like that, that'd be great. And look, if you, if you have, if we see more of that from Jordan Stahl this year, dude's definitely in line for a Selkie. Should be considered for one. Oh, he really should be because he is a great forward all around. And yep. that line was amazing. Also, another thing, too, about lines, I thought the KK line was pretty good. I thought yeah. they applied quite a bit of pressure. They were fine, yeah. Um, Obviously, I mean, part of that was terrifying and scoring, but I thought they were pretty good. I think the Ajo line, I just think they need probably maybe a little bit more time with a new addition of bunting. Obviously, uh, fourth line is a little bit in scramble mode because you have seven defensemen. Jury Nason, obviously. I think Seth Jarvis was on that fourth line a lot with them, I think, if you notice. Yeah, he played, which is why he played the most amount of time last night of any Hurricane player. And seven hits. Yeah, I know. That's just bonkers to me. Um, that's crazy. The but, little guy can hit. He, I remember you telling me he went to the uh, Nathan Gerby uh, small school class or something. Yeah, yeah, he's starting to play a little bit like Gerby, that feisty style. But after that stall goal, kind of all went to the crapper after that um, because we get a power play. It's dog pog, delayed game puck over the glass. So that's when you should be getting some opportunities. That power play looked horrible. Orlov tries to take a bomb from the point, bounces off the defensive men, bounces off of Ottawa shin pads. They go the other way, two on one. 
Parker Kelly ends up scoring um, on this rush play on shorthanded. Not good. At that point, you're like, oh, crap. A shorthanded goal is going to change all kinds of momentum. Then they kill the penalty. And because it's basically all happens within 45 seconds. I, yeah, 45 seconds. Not yes. even that. But 45 seconds. Tim Stutzla beats Anderson top shelf. Shouldn't that's one Anderson should have had probably one Anderson wants to have back game tied. Then you're like, crap. Ottawa's buzzing as they should be, but they also weren't buzzing for very long because all of this happens within two minutes of each other. Parker Kelly goes, Stutzla goes, and then Brady Shea with a bomb from the point, gorgeous shot. Beats Corpusalo, Carolina takes the lead back. And you're like, and you just kind of have that, oh, breathe that sigh of, oh, thank God we took the lead back. Oh, yeah. We can take control. And it was a great play. Fost and Stahl, look, that line was just so good. You know, again, they're out on the ice for another goal. They're the ones who change momentum and get it back. And I think they deserve all the credit for that. So, you know, you have so much that happens within a two minute span, two Ottawa goals and a Hurricanes goal to kind of take back momentum it was a lot to process in a very short period of time i was texting with someone and, and it, they were like you know there's a lot of emotions to feel in a very short period of time oh i know uh we're kind of like will ferrell from anchorman in fact that we're in a glass case, case of, of emotion. emotion yeah that was funny yeah no it's just crazy um all that happens within like two minutes of each other. Cause it's ridiculous. It's literally, it's just over two minutes time difference between the Stutzla goal and the Brady Shea goal. And then all of, you know, that's just crazy. Cause at that point you're like, Oh my goodness, who probably ever scores the next goal is going to win this game. And Ottawa's got a heck of an offense, but their Achilles heel is their defense and their goaltending. And it showed, which is why Brady Shea was able to blow it past Corpus Allo to make it four to three. And at that point you're like, okay, we think Carolina can, can handle this game. And again, I just want to say it again, Fost install. Good for Fost. You got a point after not being able to score on two grade a opportunities and stall gets an assist. Stall had a very good night. Um, and then I think probably the best goal of the game. I was just about to say that that was such a sick pass from KK. I think it went th- through two Ottawa players. Between the legs and gives Cheeky it to Slavin. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then gives it to Slavin and he shoots and scores. Um, I don't know if you listened to the latest Kane's Corner podcast, yeah. but I was the one that asked the question of which was better, the KK's pass or Slavin's goal? I thought that was you. I'm going to disagree with Adam. I think Slavin's goal is the better one there. Just, I mean, perfectly placed. Kind of like the Stutzler goal. One Corpusalo probably wants back. Because I don't think he was he wasn't probably out at the angle he wanted to be either, but you know when you have such little room to even work with Slavin, who's not known for his offensive acumen, maybe he's gotten better with his offense. I don't know. That was a great shot, and I mean, heck, if Slavin can score ten, fifteen goals this year, that's good, right? Yeah. So well, I, he's I done that. He he's done that type of shot before. If you remember in the play-in series against the Rangers. He did that. Yes. Look, I would just love to see his offense get a little uptick this season. Oh, I do. Because I want to see him up for a Norris because he deserves it. And he's my favorite player. Yeah. I was so happy. And that was a great pass from KK. And, and good to see Jarvis also get on the board. So a lot of players who I feel they really need 
to start, you know, to get points early did tonight, right? And I got points. Yeah, you got points in fantasy. But it's good to see KK get on the board, Jarvis get on the board, uh, Stahl get on the board, and really good to see Terravine. And I think the most important goal tonight of that game was the Terravine goal, just because of a player like him, he needs to have that monkey off his back early. Yes, he in does. In order to produce the way he needs to. So good for Tavo. And I hope the next game, I think one of the keys is, I hope Netris scores a goal. Because I think it's important for him to get to a good stuff, good start off early, just like Tara Vinen. Um, Really a great, I mean, emotional game, obviously, because they're always twists and turns. Yep. Um, another thing I want to talk about, though, Sam, um, is if you remember that uh, Tim Stutzel goal right before that, we thought that there was too many men on Ottawa's side, if you remember. Uh, yeah, I thought there was. I think that was a bad not Look, the re- officiating this game also was rusty. <laughs> Um, and the only reason I wasn't going to necessarily bring it up is because it's, I mean, they, they're the same. They're human. They're going to be rusty too. Yeah. I Although mean, I didn't like both Brett Pesci calls. I honestly did. Honestly, I thought the most egregious call of the night is when they called Natchez for a hold. And I'm like, that's not a hold. He touched yeah. him. That's touching. There was no hold there. You can't look at no matter what angle you look at it. There wasn't a hold. That was just like, what are you looking at? Like that's what that's the definition of like a makeup call or something like that, right? That's a definition of a call you're trying to get to even something out. I mean, the power play percentage. Carolina had six. Ottawa had four. So Carolina technically did have a better, more power play opportunity. That's kind of game Ottawa plays. They have they they were the number two most penalized team in the league last year. So these numbers add up. Arizona was number one. Nice for the once the Hurricanes not to be. But I mean, at the end of the day, special teams is also a factor of the game. Carolina scored on the power play. Ottawa did not. So the penalty kill stays at 100%, which is fantastic to do. And you get a power play goal, which is important because that's been yes. the Achilles heel for the Hurricanes. Yes. And I think that's important, right? You want the power play to get on the board, where the power play in general overall was not good. They still got a goal, and I think that's important. There were there were a couple power plays. The first one was the worst. I I really I think the, the last one was, one was worse worst. than the first. Well, yeah, could be, but there were a couple <laughs> other power play opportunities that were decent. They had chances in there, uh, and obviously, I do want to talk about. Right when uh, the game ends, you have Brady Kachuk going after Jordan Stahl. And honestly, when I saw a recap of that, Jordan Stahl was actually smiling and smirking a bit, which was funny. Yeah, well, I mean, we won the game, and Brady Kachuk's throwing a little baby fit. So, you know, if Kachuk wants to cry like a little baby, let him cry like a little baby. He's going up against a good team, and Jordan Stahl's his daddy, apparently. So that's just very clear. That that tweet was so <laughs> yeah, funny. That was good. Yeah, well, look, you know, sometimes you don't like to get pushed around by your daddy, and he did, so I'm sorry. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, so Sam, Kane's win, so that means we need to have our three stars. Yeah, well. You want me to go for it? I already have mine set. I'll go first, because okay. I know what mine are. My third star is Jordan Martinuk. I thought he was very good tonight. Um, second star, Jesper Faust. First star, Jordan Stahl. I mean, I'm giving it to the stall line. They were just so good tonight. Oh, it was rare. I don't think there was a point on the, when they were on the ice where I was like, oh, yeah, this is a problem. So they were good all night. They were solid all game. They were the only line that I didn't have a thought where I wasn't thinking, oh, they're rusty because they looked very, very good no matter what they were doing in the game. So stall line gets my first, second, and third star. 
Jordan Stahl one, Boss two, Martin Oak three. Okay, so my stars are a little bit different. Uh, For me, number three, I'm going to give that to uh, Frederick Anderson because I thought there were some saves that um, were bid desperate saves. If he had let those in, I think it could have been a completely different game. Uh, My second star is going to be Jordan Martinuk as he's caused a couple of turnovers, I remember, that led to a couple of the goals. Um, I think uh, he was the cause for the uh, Slavin and I believe the the, uh, Shea goal too. Uh, He was very instrumental in that. He was just so good. And Sam, my first star is Jordan Stonehandstall. I he's just been amazing this game, and he's been amazing the uh, entire last season. And what's funny is that I mean, the same line, Stahl, Foss, and Martinuk. I mean, like obviously they played great last season. You just wouldn't think that would carry over into this season, but this game showed that it still it can carry. Well, they're over. the only team. They're the only real line that didn't have any changes. So there, ha- there hasn't changed. Aho has a new line mate in Bunting. Svetch was out. I mean, that line changed a lot, right? Yeah, so they did. never really played together very long. I think this is going to be a real year where you're just not going to see a lot of line changes because there's just no reason to do so, right? And in that regard, Stahl, Martin, Oak, Foss line, they played together basically all season. Yeah, they did. Uh, they were fantastic, and I think they're going to be great line again. Um, Sam, next game is going to be a late one. Start of a long, long road trip for the Canes. Okay, we'll watch the game, though. So oh, yeah, we weekend, will. So it's we'll it's weekend. It. That's, what, that's what's great. It's a weekend game. But that does mean that since it's 8.30 and later, you guys will be getting an episode uh, the next day uh, a little bit later. Um, on in the day, uh, you really should get it probably by evening, uh, unless there's a Saints game. Because I know Sam's a Saints fan. There is a game. There I'm is. Sure, I'm sure there is. Yeah, I don't know when though. But we 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 can work it out. I don't know when on Sunday, but we are going to be releasing the episode Sunday. Uh, but it's not going to be the morning. We know that because uh, we don't want to stay up till what three Five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> three in the morning. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, great. Great emotional win. Um, probably not the game Hurricanes want to uh, play into the playoffs, but it was enough for the win, and you need all the wins. It's very crucial to have a good start. Yes, crucial to have a good start, and great to see. one nothing, one zero and 0 The final score, Carolina 5, the Ottawa Senators 3. We will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at the Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time.